0: Well, ladies, I'm so glad to have you back on the No Higher Calling podcast. I am joined again by Sarah Boots from Altogether Lovely Collective. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Always fun to be here.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have loved having you on the podcast. And we've talked about, like, everything from A to Z. I mean, over the course of the podcast, we did... I think the first one we did was The Importance of Reading to Your Kids. That was a two-part episode where we covered a lot in just that. Um, We talked about mothering in the digital age... Uh, And then we like totally shifted gears and talked about cleaning and clean 15. And that actually might be uh, one of the favorite interviews that I've done with you. People message me about that all the time. Um, But I've always loved having you on. Every time it's been an encouragement. I love uh, having you come and chat about all these things. Today we're going towards like a, you know, like slinging back to parenthood from cleaning. (laughs) Um, A topic that I think is going to be such an encouragement and a help to so many parents. And that is mothering the strong-willed child. You know, we all have uh, our family makeups, family dynamics, our kids. Everybody has a different personality. That's been a really surprising thing to me as a mom. You know, I assumed I had my personality and my husband's personality and my kids would be some combo of us, but they're not, uh, they're their own unique person and each child is their own unique child. So it's been really fun, challenging all the descriptive words of working through some of those different personalities. Um, but sometimes in parenting, parenting in and of itself is just a process, um, but there are some personalities that are just easier to deal with, and some that are a little more difficult to deal with. And strong-willed children can definitely present a unique challenge. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you and let you give us some wisdom and insight on this topic because I'm just the sponge here. I'm just, I'm here to soak it all up.
1: Well, I I want to start off by saying that I. Uh, Obviously, I'm still in the process. So, you know, I'm very much in like, this is what the Lord is teaching me, not, hey, we're doing everything right. But um, I know beforehand, we talked Mm -hmm. about how much difficult children are very much out there. Everybody can see the problems and it can be very frustrating and annoying. It can be very embarrassing. But in general, it seems like I have several friends with strong-willed children and just talking with everybody, we can all agree. Most of them are very selfish. They're very stubborn. They're very mean and they can be annoying and they can be frustrating and basically any other disagreeable word. And now I want to be really careful saying that because I'm not saying there's nothing good, but I am saying that typically people with Children that who are very, very strong world willed can be like, yes, oh my word, I know, I get that. Their character flaws are so, so glaring. Mm -hmm. And I I think in the I wrote a blog post about this, and in the blog post I basically said the their character flaws are like someone wearing neon clothes. It's like you can't miss them. And we we love our children, obviously, but sometimes they're very, very hard to like. (laughs) If if we're just being honest, sometimes they can be, they can be hard to like. Mm -hmm. And, and one one thing my husband pointed, I was telling my husband one time how frustrated I was that, um, you know, people had such a hard time with our daughter. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know what, if you have a hard time liking her, imagine what everybody else feels like and they're not even their mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it can be hard. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, viewed, they're viewed like that by everybody else too because everybody else doesn't really know them as well as we know them. And, mm-hmm. and they feel like, man, that child is, they're so naughty and they're so frustrating. But the thing that we have to um, grasp is that the strong will child Their personality, really, that makes them so strong-willed, that can actually turn out to be a blessing in the long run. And um, I can attest to that because my strong-willed child— got that strong will from somewhere, <laughs> not saying any names, but the, the strong will can, can't, what we want to do is we want to take that, that stubbornness towards, you know, all the naughtiness. And we mm-hmm. want to turn that toward something that can really be a blessing both in their lives and in our lives. Yeah. And I think we had mentioned this a little bit earlier before the podcast, but, um, sometimes it can feel like you're so alone. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I know I have many friends with strong-willed children, but they're not here. They don't live by me. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, nobody understands.
0: And, and I it's don't a have very anybody isolating thing, I think.
1: Yes, it can be very isolating. But it's very important to remember that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And um, there we have friends. Well, we do have friends who we can go to and be like, hey we are struggling with this have you struggled with this what are you doing right now and that's mm-hmm. kind of that's that's kind of where we you and i are at right now we're yes. talking hey what are you doing with this and one thing and th- and that's what this whole this whole podcast is about is not about the child but mm-hmm. it's about the mother yes <laughs> because a lot of times when i have become so discouraged and i'm like lord I have no idea what else to do. We've done everything. We've tried every single consequence. We've tried tying love strings and we've tried everything. And I just, I, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the Lord has to bring us to like, I can't. Yes. So that he, the end of ourselves. Yes. This is not about you. Um, So I I find when I get to that point, the Lord often says, okay, let's take a look at yourself you have some issues you need to deal with because I was just talking to a friend actually a couple of weeks ago when we were really struggling and I was like, I have enough problems. I have to deal with myself and I can't deal with your problems and this, this, the, all the problems all together. I need to deal with my own baggage. Yes, <laughs> But sometimes like a lot of times children are like mirrors, you know, mm-hmm. they will spew out what you're dealing with in your own heart and you're like, oh my word. And I'm dealing with that. That
0: has been one of the things that makes it difficult to navigate for me personally, because when I am upset and frustrated and impatient and feeling guilty because I, you know, burst out in anger, I have to stop and think, am I, is it because of the strong willed child or is it because that brought out my own sinfulness and my own immature? And the reality is, They're an immature kid. Like, everybody has different personalities, but what do you expect out of a growing kid that's trying to learn? But the mom who's walking that sanctification road, you know, my quiet children, I think, oh, I've got this. I'm doing well. Everything's so calm and lovely. But it's that strong-willed child that's like, wow, I have a lot more to work on than I would like to admit. Um, And while in the moment that feels so abrasive and difficult. The reality of it is that sanctifying work has been to a level that like almost nothing else in my life has been because like you said, it so illumines my weakness.
1: Yeah. And you're exactly right. You know, I think it's so awesome. We can really see this as a blessing that the Lord puts children like this into our lives or people in general or yeah. things in general that bring that out. Because when life is smooth, we are happy and we aren't having any problems, but that is really when the test is. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that an Amy Carmichael quote about um, the the sweet and bitter water? Remember that quote yes. where it's like, um, uh, I can't remember have the to exact look it one.
2: Up.
1: <laughs> But basically like, if you have sweet water in your cup,
2: yes, you're
1: only going to spill sweet water no matter how much you're jarred, yes. you know, and, but we have difficult children mm-hmm. who jar us. And guess what? If we're spilling bitter yeah. water out at them, we have a, have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Lord has just shown, okay, look, you've got all these problems. You need to work on this, this, mm-hmm. and this, and this. And so in this blog post, I called it a motherhood heart check, and I have four, points that the Mm -hmm. Lord really convicted me about, but you know, there's other things too. Everybody has their own struggles, but these of course are just mine. Um, and so the, the very first one is comparison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know this is a very common problem, like with everything, but I, I'd notice it, especially with, um, with children, because every child, like you mentioned earlier, every child is not the same. You know, there's, there's children with different temperaments and personalities and like you said earlier some are harder to deal with than others but as a mother of one that's very 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 hard-headed and strong-willed I can easily start to look around and see like other kids Mm -hmm. you know in our church or wherever and be like I wish my kid acted like that. You know, what am I doing wrong? I just, I wish that, I wish they would be sweet. And and I wish they would say yes, ma'am all the time. And I went, you know, and, but I'm comparing and that's wrong. The Bible tells us in second Corinthians 10, you know, the verse, um, if you compare yourselves among yourselves, mm-hmm. you are not wise. That is not exercising wisdom when we start comparing and, um, you know, I have to remind myself that God wired my child just the way yeah. he wanted her to be wired for a specific reason. And her daddy and I, we have to figure out how to turn this in-control personality into an amazing strength for mm-hmm. her that, that and rather than a crippling weakness, which yes. right now we are in the crippling weakness stage, <laughs> but hopefully we will not always be there. Yeah. Um, a really, really good picture. I've heard people talk about, like, children being, like, a garden that you're mm. tending or whatever. But I like to think, when we're talking about personalities, to think of a child as, like, as like a flower and – say that we're going to go plant our seed and we can water and we can weed it and we can prune it and nurture it so that the, the flower that we planted, it buds and blooms and it grows to its full potential. But, but what happens if the, the flower comes up and it's a purple flower and we really, really want pink, pink's our favorite color, but this flower (laughs) came up purple. Now I'm angry because I have a a, a flower bed with purple flowers and I wanted pink. Mm -hmm. Well, it's in the same way. Like, what can I do about that? <laughs> I mean, I suppose I could spray paint it, but <laughs> I like it, it. It's naturally purple, and I'm not going to change that. There's no God made it purple, and that's how it is. Yeah, well, well it's like you said way. too,
0: even if you spray paint it, you can't force the purple flower Ex- to be the pink flower. Right. Exactly. You have exactly. damage it in the process.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the spray paint. Da- the spray paint would damage the the flower. Yeah. You're right. I love that. Well, each one of our flowers. Before they were ever born, they were created to have a specific color, a temperament, a specific Mm -hmm. temperament. And so the best thing that we can do when our child starts growing, you know, I was telling you earlier, we brought our daughter home from the hospital. And I was like, whoa, this is a (laughs) spitfire child. (laughs) But, you know, and they they keep that temperament. But as that temperament, as they grow and their temperament Mm -hmm. starts showing up more and more and more, a lot of times, like we as parents, we like want to squash that temperament and be like, "No, you can't act like that. You mm-hmm. can't be so in control." When it's like, "No, God made them to be that way." We need to figure out how to channel this in the right direction.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So my point was with comparison is stop looking at all the pink flowers. Stop looking at the other color flowers. You got a purple flower or whatever. Pick your color that you don't mm-hmm. like. You got. You know, if, you're, if you have a strong-willed child, that's the color they are. That's who God made them to be. Now it's our job to prune them and water them and weed around them and take care of them so that they can grow up into the most beautiful purple flower there ever mm-hmm. was.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I think sometimes too with, with being strong-willed, I have to mentally separate. There's a lot packed in to the word strong-willed in a personality. I have to separate, okay, what really is sin? You know uh, um, rebellion, stubbornness, selfishness. but what is the what is the strength there of the personality that God gave? We're gonna address the sin issues, but some of the underlying personality strengths, I mean, we've got leadership, we've got determination, we've got perseverance and endurance. you know, if it is in my head, watch out world, here I come. you know, so separating that out and and seeing. Okay, this is this is the negative. This is the sin we've got to work on. But these are the strengths, and, and that's where the potential lies, I think. And, and that's what I, I loved your illustration of this flower. That's where the beauty lies. That if we can cultivate that aspect, I mean, it, sometimes I think of my strong one, and I think, what could God do with that heart yielded fully to Him? And like yes. I said, watch out, world. I mean, she'll be unstoppable.
1: Right. Yeah. I know.
0: And I mean, you know, I, know, I think is- you mentioned Amy Carmichael, but I think of these people. You know, you've got your Amy Carmichael's. You, We've recently learned about Gladys Allward. We've got your Elizabeth Elliot's. I mean, these are just some women to mention. You just
1: said Perpetua. Yes. Have you heard of her? Yeah.
0: I mean, these were strong women. And there's, yeah. I mean, there's a slew of men, too. But I mean, mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. are strong individuals that... Mm-hmm. That the Lord, use. and God uses the quiet ones. God uses everybody. He gives the personalities that he gives, but there are certain tasks that are going to require a tenacity that is unique to a personality type.
1: That's scary to think about as a mother too.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, what are you calling my child yeah. to, Lord? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's very exciting though. Yeah. And that kind of actually like the, the scared, whoo, um, it leads me into the next point, which mm-hmm. is am I struggling with a lack of faith? Um, Because sometimes in this motherhood journey, it is so incredibly easy to get bogged down with that one child, (laughs) that behavior right now in the present. It's really, really frustrating me. And we can really get overwhelmed. We can get angry. We can get, my biggest one is frustration. I just get frustrated and I almost almost start to question God, like why? Because we are administering consequences. We are working on the same things over and over and over and over and over and
0: over again. And I love that and you like, mentioned finding a friend that's in that season. We talked earlier how it's great to have that older mentor friend that has the wisdom of looking back. But it's nice to have the friend that's in the trenches too. Because sometimes I hear from, from the older ones looking back, and I just keep hearing consistency is key, consistency is key. And I'm like, if I am any more consistent, like it's going to ooze out of my pores. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: what am I missing? Yes. <laughs> and that's what they, like, we're doing this and doing this and doing this, and there's not any change and I think we live in such a fast society. Yes. We want change right now. Yes. We expect you to change. Like, okay, you got in trouble for that. You're never going to disobey again. And that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. We, like, we in our minds were like, okay, we dealt with that behavior. Now it, it should be gone. And I I got my first real taste of, like, of the really, like, stubborn, stubborn side of my one with this. Um when she was around 18 months old and I'm not going to mention the book I read, but I read a book basically that said, um, if your child throws a temper tantrum, if you deal with that temper tantrum the very first time, they'll never have another temper tantrum. My wife did this with all five of our children and none of them ever had a temper tantrum after that. So when you're a new mother and you read something like that, you're like, yes. Okay. I am going to be that mother and I'm going to deal with it the first time. Well, let me tell you four weeks later after like five temper tantrums a day, I'm not even joking. My brain was so weary. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? I, he said, if I dealt with it the first time, <laughs> and that was like my first introduction into no, no, this is who your child is Mm -hmm. and you just keep going and keep going and keep going. And it was during that season. So almost what nine years ago, um, that I found Galatians six, nine, and I have clung to that verse almost every moment of every day in dealing with a strong willed child. And honestly, it's, it's just a good motherhood verse in general. You know, it's not just for children who are strong willed, but it's, you know, in and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what is more, We more—you mentioned this earlier. What is more physically draining and exhausting than mothering a stubborn child who will not give in day after day <laughs> after day after day? And you're like— I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I, it's not working. Yes. And you know what? The That verse right there. So my faith comes in when I say, okay, no. I am going to continue being faithful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to faithfully train. I'm going to faithfully nurture. And you know what? She's going to be all right. And, and I'll go, th- I, I've gone to my husband. And I'm like, I'm scared. I'm so scared because like, you know, she's only however old and I'm, yeah. I'm so scared. And he's like, it's going to be all right. You know, we just, we just keep following. We just Mm -hmm. keep doing the Bible. And that's, it's so important to be faithful right now. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter how they're acting. The key is, am I obeying God? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And if I'm obeying God, I have nothing to worry about, honestly. And that is such a relief, really, because they can, they can like be the worst child at church. Mm -hmm. And it can be awfully embarrassing, but honestly, in the back, like early on, I was early on in parenting. I was so concerned about what everybody thought. And now I'm like, you know what? I know that she struggles, but I also know that we're working with it. Mm -hmm. And I know what Galatians 6, 9 says, you know, I know she's going to, she's going to be all right.
0: Yes. I think I really struggled for a long time and sometimes I still do. The Lord is helping me with this, but I personally feel guilty for my children choosing to sin. Like I bear okay. the weight, they don't bear the weight of that guilt often, no. but I right. bear the weight of that guilt. Um, but my husband and just through reading scripture and some things, I had to realize that they are their own people. Now I have a responsibility as their mom no. to train, to instruct in righteousness, to give them the Bible, but I cannot force them to make the right choice. I can't force them to obey. Now, I'm a control freak, so I would like to think that I have that ability of control, but I don't, which means I've had to realize that, yes, I I need to use my words. I need to do the the parenting things that I can. But I also realized that I was lacking in the prayer department. I needed to be depending on the work that the only the Holy Spirit can accomplish because no exactly. matter how hard I try, I will never be the Holy Spirit in their life. And that mm-hmm. has really helped me. It's hard to let go, but it's also helped me realize the only thing that's going to accomplish the, you know, I, I I can get them to obey outwardly. You know, we can give consequences. We can remove rewards. We can make life miserable and get the compliance. But if I'm going to get the heart that, that isn't something that I'm in control over. That has to be the Holy Spirit. And so in my own right. parenting, in my own life, that has really helped me doing the things that I'm supposed to do as a mom, but also realizing there's a, there's a level where I've got to let go and I've got to be on my knees praying and trusting the yeah. Lord. And you mentioned this earlier about when we were talking about these great women of the faith and, you know, where could God take them? it also made me think my prayers don't end when they turn 18 and we have hit adulthood or what, you know, whatever that age that is. Um, this is till I die. I will be interceding on behalf of my kids.
1: Yeah. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) episode.
0: I'm known for my rabbit trails. so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, um, one thing about, Parenting taking so, so much faith. It really, really is. And yes, prayer comes in and just that trust that hey, God's going to, he started this work and he's going to mm-hmm. complete this work. But I think it's so awesome. I was just reading in my devotions this morning, James 1, 2 through 4, where he talks about the trying of your faith mm-hmm. worketh patience. And you can be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Patience brings that. And a lot of times we think of that, you know, as far as the trials and temptations or whatever, we think of that like um, like our circumstances or, you know, like I don't know, a car accident or someone died or whatever. But, you know, as much as we love our kids, sometimes they can bring trials and, and difficulties into our lives. And just like that where, it's, where we've been using the word sanctifying, mm-hmm. Motherhood truly is so sanctifying and when we are in like difficult straits with a certain child we can actually view that as a blessing because the Lord is taking this child and he is like you said earlier he's pointing out issues in my life and he's he's sanctifying me and he's purifying me and he's cleansing me and he's drawing me closer to him because I have to deal with this child. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You know, I've learned so much more, It it had a deeper glimpse of God as our father. I mean, you were talking about this temper tantrum here. And I remember the moment that I I had like a light bulb moment of, okay, I like to think that I'm spiritually mature, that, you know, I I don't deal with these little petty things that kids struggle with. You know, I don't, I don't fall on the ground and throw temper tantrums. Now, maybe that's just because it's not socially acceptable for adults to do that. (laughs) But the reality is how many times do I throw temper tantrums before Mm -hmm. God? And how does he respond to me in that parent-child relationship? He is long-suffering. He is consistent. He is faithful. He is gentle. He is kind. Again and again, no matter how many times I fall on the ground kicking and screaming. So that has endeared him to me in such a deeper level. But it also has challenged me looking at my parent-child relationship in, in the children that he's given me. How much do I look like my heavenly father? Or how much am I parenting in my own sinful frustration?
2: Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about you think about just um Jesus dealing with his disciples. Mm-hmm. And I always I always laugh about Peter because I'm like, child, you are Peter. <laughs> Everything comes out of your mouth. You act without thinking. And it's it's just so funny. But you see how he was. Christ was harsh. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> he, he, he dealt with him harshly. And um, sometimes I feel like I need to tell my child that, hey, get thee behind me, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> but he was so, he was so, um, like you said, long-suffering and patient. And and then look at the flip side. Yeah. Look what happened when Peter's heart was like the Lord's. You know, at, at all the disciples, yeah. after Christ died on the cross. And after he rose again, the disciples were like, this is real. And every single one of them gave their lives Mm -hmm. because of that.
0: Well, we were talking before the podcast about, uh, I love Sally Clarkson and how she talks about believing forward into the lives of your kids, seeing the potential that is there. And I heard an evangelist one time preaching about the disciples and how when Jesus called Peter the rock, you know, that that was before Peter was strong Peter. That's when he was dealing with mm-hmm. all of his issues. Um, James mm-hmm. and John, he calls them the sons of thunder. Yet yeah, they're so cowardly they had to send their mother to have this debate with Christ on, you know, which one gets to sit on, on the right side yeah. of the hand of God. You know, but Jesus was believing forward into who he knew these men would become as they continued yeah. to follow him. and And I loved yeah. that in application to motherhood. I have to believe for it, and I think you're going to touch on that at, at the end here. the The mom has to believe in what the potential of her child is, because uh, if you yeah. don't, who will? I mean you you've got to to have that hope of the future of what Christ can do.
1: Yeah, uh, let's just. I want to come back to my third point, but yeah. since we're on talking about potential, let's just go right there because that was one of the questions that I had to ask myself: Am I failing to see the potential in my child? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is just straight up practical. I don't really have any Bible verses (laughs) that says, hey, I mean, you pointed some out right there, Mm -hmm. some really good ones, but it like, just practically speaking, I have to think, you know what? God gave this child to me Mm -hmm. because he wanted me to raise him or her, you know, he could have put this unique personality into a different family, but he chose me you know he chose you to raise yours mm-hmm. i'm not raising your children he chose chose you because he knows that your personality can handle your children and you know sometimes i'm like i i can't do it i can't handle it and and i have to remind myself no he gave her to us because he knew that we would be able to handle her mm-hmm. not in our own strength but through him mm-hmm. i can do all things through christ i can raise this child with christ helping me mm-hmm. and and it's so important me, or, excuse me, it just, it baffles me to like think, to think about it that way. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, <laughs> this child is so difficult, but how I can't believe, I can't believe that he gave us the honor, the yes. opportunity to raise this child. Wow. It's so, like you said, so sanctifying. Mm-hmm. Um, And one thing, and so going toward to the potential and, and looking forward. So a lot of times... We, we mentioned this, but one thing that's really difficult about strong-willed children is that their character flaws are so glaring. And it is, I, I shouldn't say it always, but it sometimes is very, very hard to find any like sweetness in there, mm-hmm. especially, especially when you're going through those, you know, valleys where it's like every single day, it's like, every single thing that comes out of your mouth is an argument or is defiant or is disrespectful. And it's like weeks on end. And you're like, I can't see any good. There's no good. <laughs> and, 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 I know the Bible says there's none that doeth good, but I'm not talking yes, about that. I'm, yes. I'm, there's nothing there that I can praise her mm-hmm. for, you know? And the, the, the thing is, I have to stop and think about myself. Like, what would it be like to have my husband come home mm-hmm. every single day and, be, and, and point out every single one of all of my most annoying, annoying faults and never ever praise me for anything? Like, what kind of life would that be? And we mm-hmm. have to remember, when we're dealing with children that are difficult, like that's literally what we're doing. Yes. All day yeah, every day. That's good. You are disobedient, mm-hmm. you are disrespectful. You are defiant. You are stubborn. You are naughty. You are bad. You are and the poor child that's mm-hmm. all they ever hear. And honestly, it just brings tears to my eyes because yeah. it's like we talked about this a little earlier. Everybody sees how naughty that child is because like I said, it's glaring. And she's that the child's hard to like. People don't like difficult children because they're they're mean, they're not nice. And it the problem is that the the um the anything that we can praise her for, it gets overlooked by everybody almost because she's just sometimes just not fun to be around. but the but even what makes this even more sad is that children like this are often um, hard on themselves. so not only are they hearing it from every from their friends, you're yeah. so mean from their parents, you're so rebellious. they're beating themselves up because mm-hmm. they don't want. Typically they don't want to be that way. They know they're naughty and they all but they're just hearing us rail on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so then so not only as a parent are you dealing with like you're <laughs> you're dealing with their behavior, but then you're trying to deal with their mental like how they're handling yes. mentally as well. And it can just be really, really hard. And it's it's, it's so it's so important. You've heard I, I don't have like studies sitting here in front of me, but we know, we hear often how important it is to you know hug your children to 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 give them words of encouragement because it gives them that like do- dopamine spike yes. or whatever in their brain. Well, it's so true, so important especially with children who are you know have a little extra naughtiness in them. Mm-hmm. They've got to hear, "Hey, I love you. That was such a sweet thing you did." I mean, you're like really trying to find like anything mm-hmm. you can praise them for. But here's the thing, who is going to point out the good in your difficult child if you do not as their mother?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If if you, their very own mother, cannot find the potential in your child, who is going to? Yeah. And I know it's hard because like, sometimes you just want to pull your hair out. Sometimes you want to hide in the bathroom. Sometimes you just want to... Quit. I'm done. <laughs> and I've done that before on a Sunday night. We get home from church and I'm like, you literally showed the whole entire church how naughty you are, and I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm not dealing with you. And it's it's really but but the thing is, like who that Sunday night after after all of that, mm-hmm. if you don't, and if their daddy doesn't, who is going to be the person that says, hey. I know we struggle. I know you struggled. I know you've got to receive a consequence for how you behave today, but you know what? God has a special plan for you mm-hmm. and he's going to take all of that brokenness, all of that sin, and he's going to take that amazing strong will that you have and he's going to use it in some great way someday. Yeah. And it, like, No one's going to tell them that if we can't, if if, if we, as their own mother, Mm
2: -hmm. can't. Yes.
1: You know, that to me is just so, so convicting. And this is also important too. Like, have you ever heard people say like people live what they believe? Mm -hmm. So if you're always railing on your child about how, you know, frustrating and naughty, annoying, they're going to believe that and live it. So how much more important is, is it to find the good, Mm -hmm. you know, find, Hey, that was really sweet. You just gave your cousin a hug. That was so sweet. Another thing that, that we try to do is like, before we give a command, Hey, sweet girl, I want you to go do this for me. Because if you start like, you probably know this, but if you mm. have a, a strong willed or stubborn child, like if you give a command, it's like immediate abrasive, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, I don't want to. And then, and then boom, the struggle starts. But if you can like, and that's like a training for me, like yes. as a mother, like, like I have to train yeah. myself. Like I need to start this conversation, like calling her something sweet. Hey, sweet girl. If she hears that over and over, what is she getting in her head? I'm sweet. Mm -hmm. I can be sweet, you know? So like when I say, Hey, sweet girl, I want you to go, um, run upstairs and grab such and such for me. Mm -hmm. She's much more likely to obey with a happy spirit because I started the conversation out saying something good about her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, (laughs) this, this is, is very convicting because it is, it's easy to, um, get in that cycle of the, the mind cycle of like, Oh my word, they are so bad. Oh my word. Can the Lord just please change them? But you know, I just, let's stop that. They're not going to always be like that. They will change, but they need a mama to see that potential and be like, Hey, you know what? When you get 16, you're going to be like teaching Sunday school and you're, you know, and, and just like, like you said, living forward, like telling yes. them, Hey, projecting, this is what you're going to be. Let's, let's head that direction. Yes. And there's a, um, there is a quote that I wrote down by Michelangelo. And I, I read this for the first time in the book. Um, oh my goodness. It's not the Charlotte Mason companion. What is the name of that book? It's by Karen Andriola. Um, it's the homeschooling book by Karen Andriola. I can't remember the name of it right now. Motherhood, mother culture. That's okay, what it is. Yes. yes. I first read this in there and like, when you're thinking about motherhood, I'm like, whoa, that is so amazing. Michelangelo said, I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. Mm. And I'm like, oh my word, that completely sums up motherhood. Like we have this, this child is born and it's like a block of marble, you know, (laughs) and we have to see, okay, there is an angel in there. I, I can visualize an angel and I have to just keep working and working and working mm-hmm. and working and guess what? It's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna take years and years. And, and a years lot of people of are gonna then, look
0: at it and be like, wow, that's a really ugly block of stone.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. And especially like as you're as you're chipping away and yeah. as you work yeah. And and it's literally gonna take the rest. I mean, I was just telling my daughter the other day, like, you're not gonna be perfect. You're literally going to be sinning sinning till you die. Because mm-hmm. we're not perfect until we yeah. get to heaven. So Anyways, yeah, that was, I can't believe I got through that point without crying because honestly, <laughs> anytime I, I think through that point, I'm like, oh my word. If no one's gonna, you know, just show her yeah. like her potential and not even me, like I have to be that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something, like I said, it's hard. It's hard some sometimes, but ugh, it's just so convicting. Yeah. This last one is letting am I letting my child's behavior affect my attitude? Mm-hmm. Which in the last point, we were kind of addressing that a little bit. Like mm-hmm. when you're going through day after day after day and you're like, this child is not changing. Mm-hmm. And like literally everything I'm doing is 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 not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. And it's really easy to be a Debbie Downer and frustrated and and, you know, Sometimes when everything's going good, it's really easy to cling to Galatians 6, 9. Mm -hmm. But, you know, on those days where it's just really, really, really hard and you're like, I've been, we've been working on the same thing for 10 years and (laughs) I just want to see like a little speck of light at the end of the tunnel, please. Can I just see some, something just, I just want to see something, you know, and we, it's, I, I just, just some sort of change.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's it's like, no, nothing. It's just continual teaching and training and correcting. And there's like nothing to show for it. And then we get frustrated, discouraged, angry, questioning God, why is this child so defiant? Why are they so stubborn? Like she literally uses up all of my physical, mental, and emotional strength.
0: Like I have nothing left. <laughs> And, and then, then the, the husband the, comes home and he's like, hi, wife. And you're like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yes. You can have the kids.
1: <laughs> no. I. But I know, I know. And, oh, that is something, you You know, you try to be a good wife and you try yeah. to take care of everything, you know, before husband comes home. And sometimes it's just like, I need you to be here and help me because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but I have, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I've had issues with having a grudge, holding a grudge on a particular child. And it's kind of funny when you talk about, when you like actually say that out loud, because it's like really a grudge towards a, you know, nine-year-old or a six-year-old or mm-hmm. a two-year-old. <laughs> but it's like one child can literally rock your whole entire happy family life boat Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and they can cause so much shame and, and frustration and tension. And when I start feeling like that, when I start feeling anger or, or, or like the tension or the frustration, I know this is when I need to actually start looking at my own heart Mm -hmm. and start asking some questions where am I wrong? What needs to change? How is my relationship with the Lord? Am I walking in the spirit? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And honestly, if I, if I can be completely honest, (laughs) I am not walking in the spirit because guess what? We know that the fruit of the spirit is joy and peace. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And if I do not have joy and peace, while I'm dealing with this difficult child, then I am not walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, like immediately that's like big red, big red flags. I need to get my relationship with the Lord in check. Yeah. And um, I like I like the to think about the illustration of Peter on the water. Um, you know if if my eyes are on the child, I am going to be frustrated mm-hmm. and angry because I'm looking at the child. My eyes are focused on the child. And it, and it really is selfish. It becomes about me and the child.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. But when
1: my but when my eyes are focused on Jesus, like like Peter, his eyes are focused on Jesus and, and he was walking on that water. He was going strong. And it didn't matter what was going on around him. He was fine. And like if my eyes are focused on Jesus, if I am walking in the spirit, if I am in his word, if I am praying then, you know, it doesn't matter what that child is doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm following Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can, child, you can act any way you want. And I'm following Jesus, which means you are getting disciplined. You are getting consequences for your actions. But I i have peace and joy because I know that Jesus is my Lord and he's in control. Yes. <laughs> and so just that, to me, that's huge. And I'm actually mm-hmm. really glad that, that like, we're kind of ending on this note because that is the most important thing. Yes,
0: well, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I mean, you said that sometimes it feels like you against the child and you mentioned a grudge. I think sometimes in my parenting, when I have that strong willed child reacting, I feel like it's a personal attack, you know? Mm-hmm. And when it's consistent day in and day out, I mean, there's even been times where it's like, do you love me? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't yes. even feel like I'm being treated like a person sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes just, you know, mom, mom can be the one that is taken for granted or you just don't see all the things that mom does. And it can feel that yeah. way. It can feel like a personal attack. But I know that something that helped me is realizing, we've been memorizing Ephesians 6 about you know the the armor of God and all of that, but realizing that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And like you said, it's not me against this child. The things that this child is struggling with is... Because of sin, because of Satan, and yes. and I have to remember that and and that spiritual warfare that comes into play there, and mm-hmm. and and I think having that perspective has helped me in the just being resolved that I'm going to obey Christ no matter what has helped me in that speaking forward and believing forward and seeing the potential in them because I'm realizing mm-hmm. it's not them that I'm against, you know, we together are trying to battle this spiritual warfare and, and, and see the victory in that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so important. And I'm glad you pointed that out because, um, in fact, I'm just, I just exactly what you said. I literally just wrote that I was working on a blog post about parenting and the power of the spirit Mm. and, one and that is one of the points is it is not it's i it, oh mean it just feels like it's a battle between especially if like you know your child is argumentative or something like that and it's like everything that comes out of your mouth is like contrary to what i'm saying like we are on the same team <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same team yes. <laughs> so yeah it but like i said just walking in the spirit like like devotions i know especially it's easier as your kids get older but i know when when you have babies it's really hard you know to make time but it is literally the most important thing mm-hmm. in your life yeah you we need our time with the lord you don't have to have 3 hours mm-hmm. but you need something to chew on during the day yeah, something to and cling you to need, you need that prayer time and i think oftentimes When our lives are the hardest or the busiest or whatever, that's the thing that goes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And if that's going, we cannot walk in the spirit.
0: You can't walk in the spirit if you're not in his word. There it's not, and two of my children are saved. Two of them are still really little. Um, But sometimes when all of a sudden out of the blue, these crazy attitudes and disobedience and rebellion is coming up and I'm like, where did this come from? We were doing great. When we get through that season and I look back, I realize that maybe there was something spiritually going on. Like one of my children, um, really started having extra attitude issues and I, I was beating my head against the wall. Like what on earth? Um, but at the same time, that child was also really trying to work through following Christ in baptism. They had made a profession of faith. Um, but they had, it had been a year, you know, we were talking a lot about that, about what it means to follow Christ, about what baptism means that, you know, a picture to others that you are, you know, giving your life to Christ and all of that. So the hindsight, I looked back and I was like, wow, the timeline of us dealing with those conversations and that working in that child's heart as a family was also corresponding with the crazy attitude issues And so I, you know, it just gave me a clearer picture of, okay, maybe that, that was more, I mean, Satan knows that if we know the potential of our children, Satan knows the potential too. He sees these strong-willed children and he knows what they could be. And how much more does he want to squelch that before it even gets started?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right because like we, like you mentioned earlier, you know, we're talking about the future Amy Carmichaels and Elizabeth Elliotts and and you know all the people who are used for the Lord and he not the devil doesn't want them yeah. out there. And if, if he can, can get, get them, them now, thinking
0: all I am is disobedient, all I am is naughty, all I am is rebellious.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, then I mean they're defeated like we said before yeah. they even really get the chance to spread their wings and fly.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah there's just so many so many things i mean we could probably just go on for hours and hours there's <laughs> and it's not even just about d- the defiant children yeah. it's it's literally about motherhood in general yes. it's just so so sanct- it's one of the most sanctifying things that I have ever done in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's because it's constant you know yeah. it's you and and the children are not they're not mature yet you know they'll be a they'll they'll be um really enjoyable to be around when they're yeah. adults. Hopefully that's the goal. <laughs> yes.
0: That's the prayer. But you
1: know, now we're like, it's the daily, daily grind and the daily battle and it's hard. And it's like, we got to cling to Christ. Yes.
0: Cause well, I heard somebody share one time that one of the blessings of a strong willed child is that you do get a front row seat to those weaknesses. And even though it is frustrating and exhausting, you're constantly Giving strip, scripture, instructing, working on those things. Whereas sometimes with the quiet children, some of their weaknesses and sin struggles can slip under the radar because they're yeah. not on the neon t-shirt, you know? Right. And so, I mean, like we, you know, maybe there needs to be another podcast for quiet children, <laughs> but yeah. you know, there's just different things that are required of all different personality types. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think sometimes when you're in a spot that feels so difficult, getting that perspective and seeing the silver lining of this isn't the end of, you know, our happy family life as you put it, Mm -hmm. I I liked that. Um, but you know, there, there's potential here. We've just got to do the grueling work.
1: Yeah. And that's all the Lord is asking us to do is to be faithful. And it's literally, if it's, it's overwhelming when you try to look at it, you know, as a whole, like, Mm -hmm. wow, we've got to get this child till they're, you know, 20. Or you You look at the clock and you're you're like, oh "Oh my
0: goodness, they're, they're this many years and I've only got this many years, you
1: know, (laughs) you see all those jars
0: of the balls of how long you've got and it can. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, we don't have to look at that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you you know, you want the end picture, but Mm -hmm. you know, we just, we just want to be faithful today. Yes. We need to be faithful where we're at right now. Did you read your Bible with your children this morning? Did you pray with your children? Did you spend time with them? Did you tie heartstrings? You know, because that's, we want the heart. This whole, we we didn't mention anything about it, but like literally the basis is getting their heart.
2: Mm.
1: Like you have, with children, and it's very difficult. I've noticed with ours is that I'm like, do I even have, her heart, you know, the way that she talks to me, like you said, do you do you even love me? Like, and it makes you wonder, okay, do I have the heart? And then, it, but that that is the the root, and mm-hmm. that that is an that's a completely other episode again. We're <laughs> just, so so just going to have to do a little series here, <laughs> but but that just striving after their heart, you know, yeah. if your child knows that you love them and mm-hmm. knows that you want the best for them. That is a really great place to be because even when they're really, really struggling, once they get over that, because like, at least when mine is struggling, it's like they're in a different mental Mm -hmm. space and it's like, you can't really even deal with them when they're in in that mental space. You have to get them out of that mental space and then you can deal with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just like another person. I told my husband, I'm like, is this child bipolar? Sometimes (laughs) I feel like they're bipolar, but You have to get them out of that space and then you can deal with them, but like tie the heartstrings Mm -hmm. before they get in that mental space. Because then when they come out of it, they're like, yes, I know mom and dad really love me. I know they want the best for me. Yes. So, oh, there's just so many different facets we could. There
0: are, there (laughs) really are. And on that note, let me just say down in the show notes, I will link your website. It has your blog in there. I'll link your Instagram account. Um, because you share a lot of parenting things, um, you, I know you have an email that goes out. People can subscribe to. Um, you share a lot that is so helpful. I mean, that's where this episode came from. I read your blog, and it was so helpful to me <laughs> that I was like, "All right, we've got we got to share this. We got to get this out there." Um,
1: well, thank you. That's always good to know because sometimes you don't know. Like, it's it's not like Instagram. You know, you yes. don't know who's you don't know who's reading, and you don't get as many comments as you would on mm-hmm. on Instagram. So I do appreciate that. Yes. Um, Can I mention a couple books? Yeah, sure. Real quick. So, um, a couple books that really, really, really helped me. I it's been a couple years since I've read them, but I have. I always recommend them to my friends when they're dealing with (laughs) their powerful children. And um, one of them is called "Parenting Your Powerful Child" by um, Kevin Lehman. I think is how you say his name. Mm -hmm. He's really. Like, dogmatic, and like, you know, this is this is your fault. <laughs> it's very convicting. <laughs> um, one of the things that he said in his book is, it takes two people to argue. So if you have an argument in a child, guess who's the other person that's argue- arguing. You know, And I'm like, oh, my goodness, wow. he's right. Yeah um just really really good nuggets in there very convicting it's not like i th- i think he's a i think he's like a focus on the family guy so i think okay. he's a christian but i don't feel like the book w- the book was very practical it mm-hmm. wasn't like you know like straight from the bible or anything it was just like you know hey a lot of it was um what do you call those like like consequences d- like dealing with consequences mm-hmm. like um you know if you trudge through the house with dirty shoes I'm not cleaning that up. You clean that up. Mm-hmm. You don't do that to my clean floor, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like just dealing with consequences mm-hmm. like that, just like n- natural consequences. Yes. That's what I was looking for. Um, a lot of really good ideas. And so that one was very convicting. And then another one, um, by James Dobson is called the new strong will child. And I think that's the one, the second, if you listen to the audiobook, the second chapter in that book actually has a, um, He, I think it's James Dobson interviews, like a panel of mothers that all had strong-willed children and they were basically all grown. And I just bawled through that chapter because it's, you know, just, it feels like, oh my word, these people went through the same exact thing. They get it. And their kids are, you know, grown up and it seems like they're doing good. Like, I don't know who they are, but it just, it was just really, really, um, I felt like he just really like comes alongside of you kind Mm -hmm. of more not so dogmatic, uh, as the first book, but just still really, really helpful. So Mm -hmm. those are two books that I really, really enjoyed and they really did help me. So,
0: and I will link this Mm -hmm. specific blog post and those books and the links to those are down at the bottom. So people can easily reference that. Um, Mm -hmm. well, Sarah, thank you so much for being willing to come on and, and address a difficult topic and a Personal topic, I mean, we talked a lot about our own personal weakness, but I think in motherhood, I mean, like you said, it can be really helpful and encouraging here. I'm not alone, other people are dealing with the same thing um mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit will and can help us to yeah. to do yeah. this.
1: no problem i I always loved coming to chat with you. It's so fun. <laughs> well,
0: it sounds like I'm gonna have you back on the podcast soon. We have a lot more to chat about. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sarah. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling. Underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He called you to be. Thanks for listening.